Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. Join me every week on the Unforgettable Luncheon as we discuss topics in the nerd world like gaming, comics, cartoons, and whatever else may cross my mind. You can find me on the socials as SteamedHams81 on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find me as the Unforgettable Luncheon on Facebook. And check out Steamed Hams Merchatorium, the link to which will be in the description of this podcast. The Unforgettable Luncheon, nerd comedy at its okayest. What do you get when you take a bunch of sci-fi references, add zany humor, and a bumbling space janitor who keeps accidentally saving the universe? You get the Space Quest series, The Hilarious Adventures of Roger Wilco. We're talking about the life and many deaths of Roger Wilco today on the Unforgettable Luncheon. Hello, it's your old pal Steamed Hams. I hope you're ready for another unforgettable luncheon. Before we start today, I'd like to talk about a Kickstarter that is near and dear to my heart. It's raising funds to complete the feature-length documentary, Ghost Lord and a Quest for Dark Presence, a documentary about one man's quest to realize his near 30-year dream, create a fighting game that would revolutionize the industry. As of this recording, they have raised $43,710 of their $60,000 goal. The Kickstarter ends on April 28th at midnight. You can find the link to the Kickstarter in the description of this podcast. I hope you're able to help, and if you are not able to financially help, please share this Kickstarter. Maybe someone you know can help. If you don't want to take the link, you can always go to kickstarter.com and search out Ghost Lord and the Quest for Dark Presence. Thank you for your time, and now, on with the fun. Space Quest was released in 1986 for the PC by Sierra Online. It was the brainchild of Mark Crow and Scott Murphy, a.k.a. the two guys from Andromeda. It parodied both science fiction properties as well as many pop culture references. Its silly nature relied heavily on puns and ridiculous storylines. It starred Roger Wilco, a hapless janitor who somehow repeatedly saves the universe, usually by accident. He's then ignored for his efforts and or punished for some very minor infraction that happened when he saved everyone. I can't play favorites now, can ya? Space Quest was also known for the many, many ways that Roger Wilco could meet his end. You could easily spend 30 minutes figuring out the solution to a situation before you keep di- because you keep dying in sometimes hilarious ways. The remake of Space Quest 1 also included an instant replay with the two guys from Andromeda providing play-by-play commentary, which made for half the fun. Now, what do you say we get into this series? We're starting off with Space Quest, later retitled Space Quest 1, Roger Wilco in the Sarian Encounter. It was released in 1986. It introduced the world to Roger Wilco, the default name if you couldn't choose one for our hero back then. Later entries would just straight default to the character being called Roger Wilco. He was a lazy, unlucky janitor, or sanitation engineer, which was the style at the time. On the research ship Arcadia, which housed the Star Generator, itself a parody of the Genesis device from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. 
The ship is attacked by the deadly Sarians, who look to steal the star generator and use it for their own nefarious deeds. Roger is awoken from his midshift nap by the attack. After using a keycard from a dead crew member, Roger escapes the ship in an escape pod. I mean, the game would be pretty damn short if he didn't, you know? So, Roger Crash lands on the planet Corona, where he is tasked by a disembodied head to kill a creature called an Orat. That thing was an ugly sucker. I mean, yeah, the graphics back then were kind of meh, but still, it was an ugly sucker. After killing it and getting a land speeder for your troubles, you have a choice of trying to navigate the landscape yourself in a minigame or just letting the game do it for, do it for you. Now, to be honest, I tried doing the minigame on my own, but I can't tell you how many times I crashed that fucker. I finally just said, okay, you know what, auto, I want to move on to the next part of the game, because otherwise I'd probably spend months on it, and we don't want to do that. So you arrive in a desert town, much like Mouse Eisley in Star Wars, uh, hoping to win enough money on a slot machine to be able to get a ship and go after the Sarians. You play a slot machine while not ZZ Top or not the Blues Brothers uh, perform in the background. Now, the slot machine can randomly trigger uh, a, a bad jackpot, which will kill you. So, my advice while playing this jack this thing forever, just save. Just save often. I mean, running out of money is bad enough. It taking your money and saying you lose constantly is bad enough. But how many slot machines just straight fucking murder you? That's what I want to know. Which means I'm not going to a casino anymore, because now that I said that, a slot machine is going to murder me. So... Anyways, Roger gets enough money for a jetpack, flies out to the Sarian ship, and bumblefucks his way to the star generator in increasingly ridiculous situations. Uh, he does set the star generator to explode, escapes in an escape pod uh, as the ship explodes, saves the day, and of course receives the eternal gratitude from the people of Xenon and the Golden Mop for his efforts. It was a fun game, it's got a high replay factor, and it's what really got me into the Space Quest series. Um, this will tell you how old I am. I bought the remake at an Osco in 1993 or 4, um, and I played that on my computer like constantly for the longest time. So, the bad jokes and the references kept me going, and that's what was a big selling point on the series for me. I did, full disclosure, only own 1, 3, and 4. Recently got the entire set uh, on Steam, so I'm still playing through some of them. Now we're going to move on to Space Quest 2, Volhall's Revenge. After his heroics in Space Quest, Rogers promoted to head, well, actually only, janitor aboard a Xeon orbital station, where he's soon abducted by Sludge Volhall, mastermind of the Sarian attack on the Arcadia. Roger is shipped off to the labor mines on the planet Labion. Well, we could take that name a couple of ways. As punishment from Volhall for fucking up his plans. Uh, the ship crashes. Gee, a lot of crashes going on in these ships, I tell you what. And of course, old Roger escapes, because what kind of a game would it be if he didn't? He makes it to Volhall's asteroid base, where he has to stop Volhall's plan to eradicate all sentient life from Xenon 
by launching a million cloned insurance salesmen at them. Yeah. That was his plan. Don't know how it was going to work, but, I mean, it was his plan. It fits right along with the Space Quest motif, but uh, moving on. Roger, of course, finds Volhall, gets shrunken down, but escapes and kills Volhall. And no, not using the Ant-Man and Thanos theory that everybody came up with prior to Endgame. He just disables his uh, life support. Roger's put in a cryo sleep in an escape pod right before Sludge's base explodes, and we basically set up Space Quest 3. Now, I've not played Space Quest 2 yet. I'm getting to it. Give me some time. Space Quest 3, The Pirates of Pestulon, uh, was the next entry in the series. Picks right up where Space Quest 2 left off. Uh, Roger awakens on a garbage scow. Shocker. He repairs a ship that he found called the Aluminum Mallard. Gee, I wonder what that's a parody of. I don't think any Star Wars fans could tell me. Could they? He's pursued throughout the game by Arnoid the Annihilator, an obvious Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger spoof, uh, for not paying for a whistle that he acquired in uh, Space Quest II, which if you look at the form, because I kind of went through why, I forgot why he was chasing him, and I googled it. Uh, The whistle was free, so I don't know why they're chasing after him. So... Roger then travels to Monolith Burger on a on a nearby space station, where he gets information leading to the location of a company called Scumsoft, who had kidnapped the two guys from Andromeda in order to make them program shitty games for them. Monolith Burger had a pretty cool mini game called Astro Chicken, kind of like Lunar Lander, which uh, youngins look it up. I'm not going to explain it because we'll be here for fucking ever. It's from like the Atari age. If you got to a certain score, you got the secret message from the two guys saying, hey, we're being held by Scumsoft, come and rescue us. What the fuck? And it had a very catchy tune with it that is still stuck in my head to this day. Scumsoft was run by the Pirates of Pestulon, uh, and of course, they were on the planet Ortega. Roger sneaks into their impenetrable Scumsoft building and battles CEO Elmo Pug who I swear to God looks like a far side nerd character. Pug battles Roger and giant mechs basically playing Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I'm not making this shit up. It's really how it went. Roger, of course, defeats Elmo and escapes with the two guys, and after battling Scumsoft ships in their ship, uh, repair their warp drive that was damaged, which fires without a course being laid, so of course they go off and get transported to a whole different dimension. Ours. So, of course, Roger drops off the two guys at Sierra Online and Earth in our dimension and leaves once he's turned down for a janitor's position. You think a man just brought these two alien programmers to you and, you know, who are going to revolutionize your company and he's a hero and he says, hey, can I mop your floors? No. Bullshit, dude. Well, make him CEO then. I don't know. What the fuck do you want me to know? I I don't know their business decisions. I don't even think Sierra's around anymore, but a lot of older computer companies are not around anymore. Anyways, moving on. Space Quest 4, Roger Wilco and the Time Rippers. Now, I actually did have this on my PC as a kid, but unfortunately my PC and the game itself did not get along, 
So I got roughly about five to six minutes into the game before it said, nope, and just kind of got itself stuck. Uh, basically, this game picks up with Rogers sitting in a bar on about his third drink or so, talking to patrons about his various adventures with, well, lots of embellishments because it's Roger. Uh, two beings approach him, ask him to uh, go outside with them. They are members of the sequel police who are there to zap him out of existence. Roger is quickly rescued from the assassins by a man who is later revealed to be his son, where he's promptly transported to the future of Space Quest 12, Volhall's Revenge 2. Roger escapes once again, well, after a ton of trial and error because so much in this particular game kills your ass, and is transported to Space Quest 10, the latex babes of Estros, a parody of an adult game called Leather God- Goddesses of Phobos. No, I'm not making that game up. And no, I'm not going into that anytime soon. Don't even bother asking because I am not playing it for the research because I don't need side-eye from my wife. All right. Then, of course, he gets transported back to Space Quest 1, which, believe it or not, in the remake, they reference because your little time machine appears after you fly off somewhere. Uh, Roger gets accosted by some monochrome bikers who find his 256 colors pretentious. Because when you go back to Space Quest 1, the graphics literally revert to the way Space Quest 1 was in 1986, yet your Roger is the current form of Roger. So that gets kind of funny, how they actually had that level of detail. Uh, Roger eventually travels back to Space Quest 12 to rescue his son from Sludge Volhall, who was reborn, again, Sludge Volhall's, or Volhall's Revenge 2 in Space Quest 12, of course. Um, and kill Sludge for good, hopefully. I mean, this game is all over the place. You're getting the short and sweet version with this one, because if I went into this one, it would take, like, another 20 minutes. So, anyways, moving on. Uh, we're going to Space Quest V, The Next Mutation. I just recently started playing this one. It is funny as hell. Um, Roger is now a cadet at Starcon Academy. Uh, he cheats on an aptitude test which I had to take the test, and the questions and answers are top-notch comedy fucking gold. I wish there was a way I could screenshot them and put them up, because they're hilarious. While at the Academy, he meets Ambassador Beatrice Wankmeister. Yes, her name is Wankmeister. Of course, read into it, because they were being, you know, mature fucking adults over at Sierra. Uh, who is also the future mother of his child. Uh, the mystery woman that his son shows him in Space Quest 412? You know, one of those? Um, of course, because of his now perfect score on that aptitude test that he totally took honestly, uh, he's given command of the Garbage Scout, the US, SCS Eureka, which is shaped like a vacuum cleaner because, you know, it's a vacuum cleaner and it's a Eureka, which is a good brand. All right, and of course, uh, while on the Eureka, he goes on several small missions, mostly parodies of Star Trek episodes. Uh, he's pursued by WD-40, the sister to the Arnoid from uh, Space Quest Three, still trying to go after him over a damn whistle from Space Quest Two. Seriously? Of course, one of the many adventures is Roger must 
uh, free his chief engineer, Cliffy, from the brig. Uh, after Cliffy got into a fight with somebody at a bar because they called the Eureka a garbage scout. Which it kind of is. And then there's a whole other one because this parody's Trouble with Tribbles from Star Trek. Roger gets some space monkeys, not sea monkeys, but space monkeys, with the specific instructions to not expose them to alcohol. His dumbass pours them in the drink. And of course, these space monkeys are a hell of a lot bigger than sea monkeys, and they multiply exponentially. So, ah, fucking Roger. All right, he also has a body horror incident where in a transporter, a fly comes in, and his head is switched with the flies. The fly gets his his body. He gets the fly's body. And I wonder where they stole that from. Any guesses? Stars Jeff Goldblum and or the original version of Vincent Price, which I've never actually seen but want to. The main plot of this, though, is that Roger must stop a mutagenic plague from destroying the galaxy. The plague infects uh, the crew of the SCS Goliath, along with its toupee-wearing dickhead of a captain, Rains T. Quirk. Yes, you want to take a guess who that was a parody of? Right down to the toupee, because I'm sorry, William Shatner, we know you wear a rug. We know you're wearing a tribble on your fucking skull. Roger, of course, defeats the plague and briefly becomes the captain of Starcon's flagship, the Goliath. Roger actually gets the girl at the end, and hey, what do you know? He gets a happy ending. Just kidding. No, he doesn't. God, no. Space Quest 6 six actually starts off with him being on trial for various hilarious reasons, which he can't defend against because, well, he's kind of a dumbass. His only saving grace was the safe return of the Goliath, which in the game, for some reason, they said the safe return of the Eureka, but the Eureka was destroyed in Space Quest Five. So, continuity error? So, that saved him from getting kicked out of StarCon entirely, and now he's just demoted to janitor second class aboard the SCS Deep Ship 86, a parody of Deep Space Nine for those of you who don't know Star Trek. The commander, Kilbasa, awesome name by the way, and was actually a parody of the Kilrathi from uh, Wing Commander, which is a great fucking series I will go into one day. Uh, gives everyone shore leave on the planet Polysorbate 60, or as it's formatted, LX, the Roman numerals. But for those of you who don't know what Polysorbate 60 is, it's a sweetener. Uh, Roger meets the incredibly old and wrinkly Sharpay. Uh, she's the subject of Project Immortality, hoping to prolong her life indefinitely. Of course, Roger has to deal with another android called an Endodroid, and he deals with an Endodroid runner. So we got a whole Blade Runner thing going here. Um, For once, he's got a droid going that he's dealing with that is not going after him over a fucking whistle. (laughs) He has adventures that take him places like Cyberspace, which exists as a big open parody of Windows 3.1, including an endless uh, room full of file cabinets, which are called File Manager. For those of you youngins who never experienced Windows 3.1, you had this little thing called File Manager, where you could go and you can open your files. That's how you, you open some of your stuff, actually, because you didn't always have it mapped to the desktop. So that's how I ended up having to find some of my games, was open one file, then go to the subfolder, subfolder. Oh, okay, exe. 
Play game. Yay. Yeah. It was a style at the time. Okay. So another adventure has him shrunk down and going into the body of Corman Stellar Santiago, a great parody of Carmen Sandiego. Youngins, look it up. It was a great game series that taught you geography and history and even had a TV show for years on PBS uh, to defeat nanobots that were put there by Sharpay, along with Sharpay, who became a virus inside Stellar Santiago's body in order to take her over and become eternally youthful. Of course, Sharpay is defeated, because why not? And Stellar was actually added as a bit of a second love interest, which never really went anywhere, because the series ended right after this. And the game, of course, ends on a cliffhanger for Space Quest Seven, which never happened. Um, probably never will, but one can hope. The Space Quest series was a hilarious, clever series of games that needs to make a comeback. Uh, from its quirky humor to the endless ways to get killed, it's hours of fun for almost the whole family. Try to keep this game away from kids until they're at least 10. Well, that's it for another unforgettable luncheon. I hope a good time was had by all. You can find me, Steamed Hams, on social media through Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram as SteamedHams81. And of course, check out the Kickstarter for Ghost Lord's Quest, uh, the Ghost, Ghost Lord the Quest for uh, Dark Presence. The Kickstarter ends on April 28th. You can go to the link that is in the description, or you can go to Kickstarter and search out Ghost Lord and the Quest for Dark Presence. Please help them make, make their goal. All right. Well, that's it for today. Come back next week when my topic will be something nerdy.